you've heard episode 19 of Soccer Cards United, but you had questions, that's okay, we have answers. My name is Jason, and this is Postcards United for episode 19 of Soccer Cards United. Uh, this is our Q&A show, people send us their questions on a postcard, they get their answers on a podcast, and I'm really happy because I finally said that whole thing correctly without tripping over myself. Enzo is my co-host, and he's right here, uh, virtually with me. Enzo, we're both wearing uh, some nice uh, hoodies today. We're recording this on a Friday, casual Friday. Yeah, casual Friday in work. I've 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 strolled in, and I have managed to get myself a bit of time to record with my my good friend. That's great. I am not in work because uh, I've taken a couple of days off. I cannot wait until you get fired, or let go, or walk away. I just want. I need you to have like oh. If, if I didn't have to stay late on Wednesdays, I could just do this at a random point in, the, in on a Wednesday. Yeah. Ooh. And if you had some banter. Oh. No, I'd love to get fired. I'd love to get fired. I think we when this when, when, when Postcards United, we're going to have to have a talk. I, ha- I have an idea. Okay. That sounds good to me. Um, so, Enzo, we have uh, questions before we get to those questions. A couple of things happened in the hobby since we recorded our last episode. Uh, Tops continued their lost rookies. Now, let's not get into it too much, but... Uh, their lost rookies set with Cristiano Ronaldo's Champions League rookie um, in a Manchester United kit, uh, autographs included. Did you pick one up? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I was critical of the lack of sport in Lisbon, but I think it's it's just down to your Champions League debut. And um, One second, I'm being disrupted, Jason. This is what happens when you when you rec- oh my god oh my god for the first time ever Enzo has left me alone on the mic he's recorded during the day at work he's at, he's in a conference room at work and I think somebody's telling him hey we don't pay you for this bullshit we pay you to do a very important job we pay you a good amount of money you're a you're a bloody hero and this is not hero behavior this is degenerate behavior you're on a microphone talking to some guy some some guy who likes soccer cards talking about Cristiano Ronaldo talking about Champions League you should be talking about numbers reports business but I will talk about the lost rookies thing just to reiterate I think it's a ridiculous concept and um, saying Champions League rookie and being like this is a rookie card oh (laughs) hi Enzo I I was able to I had my earphones in I heard you all the way it was just a friend no one none of what you were saying a friend that needed a key for my locker it's a whole thing but it's fine. Why would a friend need a key for your locker? Because I had a, an important tool inside my locker that they needed. It was your tool locker they were going into? Yes. Well, all my cards are in there too, but hopefully they're not robbing me right now as we speak. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, Jason, lost rookies. Sorry. I, I would say cut all that out, but I don't know if you will. Um, I'm absolutely not <laughs> going to. I Yeah, I got the Ronaldo out of 49 autograph to go with my Messi of 49 autograph. Honestly, I just want... And you know what? When I did the Messi one, my... Um, mm. My 10% coupon code discount wasn't working. And I just thought, oh, Tops won't let it work for, for Lost Rookies or autographs, high-end shit. But Ronaldo, I did I did get it working. So much cheaper. That's good. Um, I just wanted an autograph of both of them players, to be honest. I think after Maradona uh, passed away, it was kind of this moment where like everyone wished they had like some form of kind of memorabilia, I guess. Yeah. And those are obviously two of the greatest of all time. So I am happy to have an autograph of each of them. Having said that, I might flip them eventually. Okay, that's good. Um, I I was thinking about this, Enzo, like, because in my eBay listings, because Tops have essentially lowered themselves to the level of my eBay listings. Like, I have a, on my eBay a Hyunmin Son rookie sticker. 
right? But it's not his rookie sticker. It's his Champions League rookie sticker, right? His rookie sticker is playing for Hamburger SV, in, or just Hamburg to a normal person. And uh, in his Champions League rookie, quote-unquote, he's playing for Bayer Leverkusen, like, a year or two later. And um, I, in my eBay listings, I'll put Champions League rookie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, if you look at it from an American point of view, if you're in, in the NBA... You don't play in any other competition. You're just in the NBA, and that's it. Maybe you play in like, does FIBA have a World Cup or like, I guess the Olympics? But like, like there's no. Whereas in football, you're playing in soccer. You're playing in various competitions. So yeah. do you have? Is there a is there a loophole here where you can have a rookie for each competition, or do you have a rookie for your career? That's where I think the confusion is coming in. It's you're playing in different organizations, different associations. You're playing in your UEFA competition. You're playing in FIFA competition. You're playing in, uh, you know, uh, English football league competition, whatever it is. So that's part of the confusion. Is the rookie for the person or is the rookie for the code under which the person is playing? Yeah, I think that they 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 missed a step here. I think I think they have the opportunity to kind of make a Champions League debut become its own thing. Like, so you have rookies, and then you might have like Champions League debut. And that yeah. be its own little logo. Like this is the Champions League debut. So I think, I think it's it's a feeling out period. They're trying to figure stuff out. I think it is a lot more convoluted. But I do think that they need to think outside the box and kind of go away from the standards. Like the standards do not perfectly match and fit with soccer. With that is an opportunity, not a threat. I think, and they're kind of messing that up. That's it. Like if Jason, honestly, stop. oh go ahead. If it said Lionel Messi um, Champions League debut and it was an autograph and it was an image of him from back in the day. Seems great. I, Looks great. You I, know? I, I probably I probably would have bought it because I'm like that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, but because the rookie just logo your, 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 is just what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, you, I think that's a that's a great point. I just want to reiterate what you just said. They've they've seen the fact they're like, oh my god, our U.S. sports card convention doesn't uh, doesn't map perfectly onto soccer, and they've seen that as a threat. They said, oh my god, this is a threat to soccer cards. No, this is a huge opportunity. Like this is like this means that for the first time in a long time, you actually have a, a chance to innovate within the card space. Yeah. But you're just panicking and being like, "Oh no, rookie sales." So let's just try to find a way to get that in there. Yeah. Instead of soccer sales, how do we package soccer? Yeah. So they missed a step. But listen, I said like, despite the fact that I don't like the rookie logo, I did. I did like the idea of having autographs. I do like the old school images, but. I don't know. Yeah, they definitely missed a, missed a step there. But I think I'm I'm interested to be honest. If they drop an Mbappe autograph in a Monaco kit, I'm gonna want it. But I think that's the only one left that I would want. Hmm. Unless they came out with like a Ronaldinho. But I don't even think, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they how they get on. Uh, in the meantime, we have to get to some questions from some of yeah. our wonderful listeners. So I had one real quick one from Alex who asked me. I'm hoping that you're able to sort this out, Jason. He asked me if you know if Shures. A center half for Ajax has any card or sticker he cannot seem to find one. Uh, yeah, um, Perishers, uh, <laughs> center half. Uh, How well, do you know this man? I watch. I watch. I, I look. I'm in it, right? Oh, it's Ajax. It's Ajax. Listen, I, I just it's Ajax. Talent factory. Um, yeah. Uh, Perishers. I was listening to. I don't know what the reporter's name was. But I was watching uh, BT Sports the other night. Uh, when actually I saw the clip afterwards, but it was um, 
Ajax were at Anfield to play Liverpool in the Champions League and Edwin van der Sar, who is the CEO of Ajax, um, he was being interviewed and about Ajax's how they keep producing young players, talking about Parishers, and they're saying, like, is this guy the next, you know, Matthias de Ligt? Like, is he that good? And uh, he was like, well, no, he's still too young. De Ligt, like, he, I think I think van der Sar uh, called him called uh, De Ligt a freak or something like that. He's like, no, De Ligt's a freak. Uh, Parishers isn't that good yet, but he is very good. And um, so I don't actually know, but I'm I I assume he has a, a, cha- a Champions League sticker by Tops uh, from nineteen from this season twenty twenty one. Uh, so go search the Champions League Tops checklist, and you'll find Perisures there because he's in Ajax's Champions League squad. Yeah, it makes sense. I think that that's uh, only dropped recently enough as well. Um, yeah. Carlos Bal- Balodis on on Twitter said question for the mm-hmm. show. Um. Oh, dead air. Ooh. You know, is it, do you have NOR dot or source from where you can follow how many, probably numbers, numbers or sources, where you can find out how many people are coming into the hobby? At the moment, only a few big online people are talking about these. So how patient should you be? I think, the okay, I think that question is, um, actually, I don't know what that question is. I think what the question refers to is, how are we tracking the growth of the hobby? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that more or less the question? Yeah, like, I think, is there a specific place to kind of suss it out? I don't think so. But, I mean, growth to the hobby, we are seeing it. I'll say that. Um, uh, Like, from my, my DMs alone, like, people pe- people message me this week saying, damn, I just heard about the hobby and tops now. If I knew about it a week earlier, I would have had use of Mukoko. You know, so yeah. and that seems to just always happen whenever a tops now finishes. Someone's like, damn, if I was here a week ago, I would have been on that. Mm. Um, Discord seemed to be growing content creators are popping up everywhere uh, influencers are starting to really get their hands into it so that's all going to have a big knock-on effect i think the big issue right now is that a lot of people that their attention gets drawn to the hobby are like oh i really want a box just to open and that that would really like get them in and get them hooked but they can ne- they can't actually get their hands on a box and then i think yeah then they just kind of lose interest if they're not in it yeah um i would say like from our own point of view one way we've been tracking it is that as the hobby grows our uh audience grows and uh for the last three weeks running we've had our best week ever yes yeah, so we we're, we're we're experiencing a real growth right now and uh, of course we don't publish our numbers because that would be in poor taste uh, but we recently hit a thousand followers on twitter enzo yeah um, and we're nearly on a thousand on instagram yeah we're very close as well um so you just have to look and, and see the amount of uh of of growth not just for ourselves but across a lot of different uh online accounts and content creator accounts stuff like that so the hobby is definitely growing how patient should you be i presume what we're referring to is how much time should we give the hobby to for for demand to increase uh, you got to be patient uh as we've said since since day one it's kind of drifted into the background now because we're very much like in it on a day-to-day basis but we can't forget that a few months ago everybody was talking about at least we were talking about this show 2026 world cup was when things will well and truly have taken off, and yeah. um, we might have a, we might have a global recession in between now and then. Um, so you've got to be patient and remember this is like a if you really want to make like you know the classic thing like putting stuff in the in the wardrobe, leaving it there, and then selling it in five years. It's like three years, five years, ten years. Um, you're not going to make crazy, crazy, crazy money unless you're on a on a big scale. Uh, before then, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I like that one. Um, Hilly Wiggle on Twitter 
<laughs> what was that username? Hilly Wiggle. Hilly Wiggle. That's so fun. I don't make I, you any. I, 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 I read out the question. Hi, chaps. Love the pod. As a new collector, how should I view a player's various rookie cards? For example, Jude Bellingham has a Tops Now Bundesliga, Tops Now Champions League living set, probably a Tops Chrome Champions League coming up, question mark. And also, I'll throw in there because you didn't mention it. He has a Tops On Demand summer transfer, uh, summer, summer signings. signings, summer signings yeah. set, which is a really, really nice one. And a lot of parallels in there. I love that set. Is there a general rule on which is the official rookie card and which is more desirable? Um, well, some people would say the first, uh, first print or first. This is like okay. Some people would say okay. The, if you want a, a rule of thumb, the first print is generally the the true rookie. But as we've discussed before, first print does not always mean first release. Yeah. So, for instance, the summer signings set for Jude Bellingham, um, was probably printed before. Well, it was definitely printed before his tops now came out. But the tops now came out first. So it's like, is it the first release or the first print? Like, does it, you know, it's no, it's, it's, it's Tops, almost... Tops Now might... Oh, there's a chance Tops Now was actually dropped first, potentially. No, it was dropped first, but it probably wasn't printed first. But Tops On Demand, I think... Oh, no, there was a, yeah, there was a specific amount. Okay, yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? There's blurred lines there. I think, yeah, the first one that people were able to get their hands on was the Tops Now, and I think that's the rookie card, and everything else would be considered a rookie year card. But then also... The likes of Topps Chrome Champions League has so much weight to it that that card kind of becomes the rookie card as well. Yeah, it's kind so of so it's a- it's it's impossible to say. And as we just mentioned earlier on the show, we're still working out how to map all this stuff onto soccer. So uh, and going back just to link everything we talked about so far, it is about having that patience of buy what you like, uh, buy things that you buy if you buy things that actually look good to you. Um, and so like if you say you like I like Topps Chrome, I'm gonna buy. If there's a rookie tops chrome i'm gonna buy that if there's a rookie tops now i like that they have limited print runs i'm gonna buy that if there's an on-demand set i'm gonna buy that like you could be like like i love short print runs yeah can like i say I, this I just, yeah the summer signing set i can't wait for people to really understand this the summer signing set print run was 1520 right mm-hmm. and then in that i think there's like a one in eight chance of a, a a numbered parallel of jude bellingham but ignoring that there's 1520 base jude bellingham's in that set and I think his tops now came out at 13,000. Wow. I don't think people really pay it. Like that's yeah. such a huge difference. I don't think people are paying attention to that. I really like that set. And it's selling for maybe 50% over what it came. I think it came out at maybe 50 or 60. And the set is maybe 80 now. Mm. I, 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 let's go back. I, I mentioned a couple of things. Um, so obviously Erling Haaland, right? His rookie, his rookie year, Salzburg, Salzburg Dortmund. And we always talk about, you know, Ernie Haaland should be in a Salzburg kit if it's a, a true rookie and all that stuff. Um, but I've picked up a couple of things recently, as I talked about at length, and I'm not going to talk about it again. The Bundesliga Stars of the Season card had a very limited print run. I think it was 539. And so I just picked up, actually, on eBay um, for more money than I should have spent on it. Okay. But I wanted a graded one, didn't want to spend, like, with tax. and I could only get one from the States or Canada. I didn't want to spend, like, 700, 800 quid. Uh, so I got a raw one from the UK uh, for a hundred, and it is the um, Tops Now card from last season. I don't know if you even know it. It's uh, it's a duo card. It's Sancho and Haaland, um, and the card the Tops Now title is Wonder Kids Strike Again, yeah, and the print yeah. run is four hundred and nineteen. It's Haaland's rookie, and 
uh, it's one. Of, it's a Haaland rookie year card. It's not a not a, a Sancho rookie year card, but I really liked it. And that's a card that if you ever say what's Haaland's true rookie would never be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no one would even consider it. It's not in a Salzburg kit. It's not a Topps Chrome. But I personally like the card, and it is from his first the first you know his rookie year. So in five years, ten years time. Even if it hasn't increased massively in value, I still personally like it. This is what we're talking about all the time on the show is trying to develop this taste, trying to develop this uh, sense of, of personal style. Um, because if you don't, you're always going to be a slave to where the market is going. Yeah, and I think as well that that's a good card because like Sancho moves, makes a big move somewhere and then Haaland does the same. The, uh, yeah. You know, it, I like it. I like it. And it's only, only 419 of them printed. So like that's the thing as well. If, there's a lot of tops now cards like... Um, Musa Diaby's tops now card as well. We talked about Musa Diaby um, previously, I think. Uh, he scored for Bayer Leverkusen yesterday in the, in the Europa League. I was happy because I have a couple of his cards. Um, like, there's loads of tops now that came out last year uh, or the year before, maybe. No, just last year, uh, I think. And uh, that have very, very short print runs because the hobby wasn't popping off. And they're, they're available on on uh, on ebay so like there's loads of print run stuff that's very short that you can pick up cheap because the market moved on a little bit yeah i think that's something people have to pay attention to is just print run if you can like if you can look like the reason tops chrome really gets so much love for the most part is um everything that isn't the base cards now the base cards still get love but the, the kind of chase is you know a silver a silver card or a numbered card you know that's yeah. when like if you if you tops chrome champions league comes out i think next wednesday if there is a um, Jude Bellingham in that and then you manage to pull like a one of 250, suddenly that becomes this really lucrative card. And that's kind of yeah. the, the reason Topps Chrome is such a big deal. Um, but yeah, look look into parallels, similar from the summer signing set, or just look at sets that were printed in low low demand, which is also that. So whether it's a Topps now that just didn't get love and therefore it's super rare, or it's a, a Topps on demand set that, that had a low print run. Yep. The lower the print run, like it's 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 logical, you know. If there's less cards, then there's more. There doesn't have to be a lot of demand for them to then go up in price. Yeah, we talked about uh, that extensively on our uh, uh, complete beginner's guide to soccer cards, talking about how how to weight the different attributes of a card uh, to give it its value, you know. So go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. You're gonna both like and dislike this question. Get ready. Okay. Um, buzzing Paul said hello. Love the podcast. Really valuable insight into the very complex hobby. Thanks, question Paul. for the next pod yeah thanks paul uh what evidence do this is interesting what evidence do collectors have that halland will have more a more illustrious clear career than thomas muller sorry for mentioning thomas muller good luck against salzburg next week jason <laughs> thank you paul uh no i i love thomas muller uh, I, I i saw thomas muller when he was there uh about to come on for Bayern munich during the week against Atletico. he was on the sideline my handsy flick and he was like so annoyed that he had to play. Like Hansi Flick was like, "Come on, Tom, can you just go?" And he's like, "I don't need this. Like, I don't." And then he just came on and scored a penalty. So anyway, um, what evidence do we have that? Well, Thomas Muller just entered the top ten all-time goal scorers for the Champions League, um, mm. and is uh, has won a Golden Boot at a World Cup, has won everything there is to win, won a Champions, won two trebles, I think, I think, and yeah. a, and a World Cup. Uh, so. What, so there's no problem if Haaland how how could you have a more illustrious career than Thomas Muller? No, but I think the, the question is like I, I'm assuming this is where it's coming from, Jason. Is just 
Haaland's prices are so much more high than than Thomas Muller. So I think he's trying to be like, I don't get it. Like, it makes no sense. Why is everyone investing so heavily ah. in Haaland? That's where I think it's yeah. coming from. Like, it's not just gotcha. a random, you know, what, what, you know. I think that's, it's, it's, if we were back in 2014, was it 2014? 2014, yeah. If we were back in 2014 and Thomas Muller had just won the Golden Boot uh, at the World Cup and everyone would be chasing his rookies like madmen. Yeah, it's so just the, the time we're in. Exactly, it's just that this is actually happening now. It's like, um, yeah, if Thomas Muller, if we were in 2014, Thomas Muller would be a young kid who just won the Golden Boot in the World Cup, and we'd all be like, oh my God, get this guy's rookie. Um, I actually had a guy offer me a Thomas Muller rookie sticker uh, during the week, and I couldn't figure out if it was the actual rookie or from the year later, so I just said no. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's it's that this is going back to what i just said about that there's tops now from previous years like Haaland is kind of the first person we're looking at that we're like oh my god uh this could be a superstar and we're all here look to look at it you know what i mean um and also it just goes back to the fact that uh Haaland, um scores a lot of goals thomas muller scores a lot of goals as well obviously but we kind of found out that thomas muller was going to be more of a what does he call himself a, a round doubter a space interpreter uh more of this kind of like unconventional impossible like no one can understand how thomas muller plays he 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 is a lawn to himself he's a brilliant person to watch the goals he scores they cut they come off his shins they go off his head he's in places you don't expect he's doing things you can't really look at he doesn't really like you look at erling how the pitch came out of erling Haaland during the week in, in his recovery and his like is he sort like his legs are like a cycle like an Olympic cyclist's legs, you know, he looks like a looks like the fucking Terminator, this guy. Thomas Muller is a bit gangly, is a bit lanky, um, hmm. doesn't isn't a conventional number nine. So he's harder to interpret, you know? So there is that case of like it's like asking, I don't know, like, why are like why are Pink Floyd not more popular than I don't know, Led Zeppelin? It's cause like it's they're doing a different thing, like, you know? It's, I get it. That was a bad example, but what I'm saying is like, what I'm saying is like, there's a there's a, a an abstract nature to Thomas Muller that doesn't track exactly. Whereas like Haaland, he scores goals. That's pretty much all he does. Yeah, I agree. So he's, yeah, he's marketing himself really really well as well. Might yeah, social it. media exactly. Okay, Jason. Next well, a great question. question by the way. Sorry, it's a great. It's yeah, no. important to remind ourselves that everything that happens is just valid. It's just completely connected to the time that we're in yeah i agree with that it's the same reason like you you could find like you you use thomas muller as an example but you could even go to like Lewandowski. you know there's so so many examples you could use wayne rooney like it doesn't make full sense but it's just kind of because we're in the here and now yeah this um, is enzo and i are, are soccer card relativists we believe strongly in the in the uh, relativist nature of soccer cards and uh, <laughs> there is no objective truth it's all just relative to the market at any given point Jason Hector hit us up with a question. Oh, hey Hector, how are you? Well, his question is for you, Jason. Now you sent. Hang on, you sent me a little. You don't show me the questions before we go on the air, but you sent me a little exchange you had with Hector, where it was like teasing me, like, "Oh, this question is going to really upset him." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Are you making tea? No, I have a pot of coffee here. Okay. Okay. Listen, let's crack on. Um, Hector says a simple question. With a lot of question marks and a lot of exclamation points. Okay. Which is worse, Jason's jokes or Jason's card purchases? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Hector, you. <laughs> I like that a lot. I don't uh, know what the in, answer is. Impossible to tell. I here's my uh, answer. First of all, uh, I'm 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 trying to trying to think. I I think that the important point is that my jokes on my card purchases are almost equally bad because they come from the same place. You. you know, they come from the same, yeah, the same kind of like whatever's going on inside me. It drives me to be an outsider in all in all things. Oh God, yeah, you've made some questionable purchases, but you you kind of justify them all, even though you don't really sell. I don't sell, um, I, I but I I haven't been buying much recently either. That's fair. Um, so you went into kind of a period of sealed wax for a while. Yeah, which was more normal. And I've been. Uh, yeah, putting some money into equipment and stuff like that. Um, and in terms of the jokes, uh, just a bit of background. A <laughs> um, bit of background is I have done, obviously nobody does anything like this now, but I, I have done some kind of comedy stuff in the past. Um, and I'm just we- I'm just weird. I'm just a weird guy. That's, You're that's a tour guide as well, which keeps people I was, very I used to be a tour guide. Uh, and so you've seen me do stand-up many times. Um <laughs> to pretty much the same kind of reception that we get on the podcast people asking um why what's worse his jokes or his or his card purchases let me see if i have any card purchases in my wardrobe and so that i recently got that i can show you okay interesting we have a few more um questions to come i'd say we have one two there's, three there's nothing there to, to talk about hector by the way i i'm gonna get you back for that that's Ooh. okay jason now we're moving on to ryan fisher he said thoughts on tops crystal also Solubzai equals a young, slightly faster Jack Grealish. Hmm. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I, I said wow that, when I said that. That is true. Yeah. I, everybody, but in fairness, you could do that with everybody. Like you could, you could say like, like you could say Haaland is a younger, uh, m- more central, more goal-scoring Thomas Muller. You can say that about anybody. You know. No, but I think like Jack Grealish, people think he's young, so it's funny. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And also, Jack Grealish would tear it up in the Austrian Bundesliga. That's true. But I think in like, fairness, people... my nanny would tear it up in the Austrian Bundesliga. <laughs> I think people like um, just people now that are like prospecting Jack Grealish, and I think that that's a good statement to kind of be like, if you, if you're trying to invest in someone young and you, you like the kind of style of Jack Grealish, just buy buy Jalabzai. And um, but yeah, Tops mm. Crystal, I like it. It's weird. I like it. I don't love it, but was, it's that, was that like I like it. online US release only? The Tops Crystal. Maybe. I don't think 2020, 2021 is out yet. Okay. Last year's one was out. I don't know about the new one. Um, These are like the clear, yeah, it's kind the of clear weird, cards. I like the cards. They're weird. Yeah. I don't hate them. They're not like... I don't put them in the category of match attacks. I don't put them in the category of Adrenaline XL. They're, they're definitely not in the category of, you know, Tops Chrome or whatever. I would say they're slightly below a Tops On Demand set, but I still think that they're they're cool and they're in the mix, I would say. They're, they're interesting. Again, no parallels, no autographs, so they're less interesting, but... I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing that. And in general, I don't hate them. Like you the can get a Haaland and Salzburg kit, so I respect it. Have you had one of those those in hand? No. No, me neither. They look like they're almost. Are they like made of like hard plastic? I think yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'd say they um, scratch easier in terms of grading, but I'd also say if you kind of have it in good nick, you'd grade it well. I don't know. They're interesting. Yeah. I like them. And I don't think there might not be corners on them, which helps. I think they're, are they curved, maybe? They are. I think they're curved and, and hard plastic. So, yeah, I like them. They're interesting. Again, it depends on the player. Like, there's Zolub's eyes, and I think there's Haaland's in Salzburg kits. So, I like that. 
Always if like anyone that. out there has graded a uh, Topps crystal uh, or is really into Topps crystal, send us some pictures or tell us about how you got on when they were graded. Do they generally grade higher than uh, cardboard? Are they indeed hard plastic? Tell us about Topps crystal, educate us, and then we'll send it back out into the universe. And uh, yeah, Solob's eye is good, and I'm really afraid of what he's going to do to Atletico next week. <laughs> that's oh, I'm so concerned I'm so happy Milan have made it through to the next round of the Europa League after beating Celtic but we'll get into that yeah did you see uh, Jens Petter Hauge oh, uh, yes. oh what a what a goal he scored an individual goal ran through the whole Celtic uh, r- right side of the pitch and uh, they picked him up for what was it 4 million euros 5 yeah, million was, euros something like was, that don't, don't even get me started like I'm scared like Milan in lockdown with no fans and all this bullshit that went on, Milan just seemed to have went from strength to strength. It's sad that I can't see them in person or I can't go to the pub, to the wool shed here in Dublin with Milan Club Dublin and just watch them live because I feel like every time I watch them live, it was always like a sad occasion. Yeah. Like now that it's been banned and we can't go and watch them, it's just been so many positive things. I think the next game, they are back in the wool shed, so I'm definitely going to potentially go in there. I don't know, I'm a bit, bit scared of it. But yeah, I'm, uh, Milan, I can't, don't even get me started. Don't yeah, I mean, me I was looking like, I was looking at... Uh, Hauga and I was like right so they've like Norway obviously we're not saying Norway are gonna they're not gonna do a Greece and win the Euros they're not gonna you know whatever but mm. uh, they didn't qualify they didn't even qualify but I mean like yeah I, I don't think this Norwegian golden generation are gonna be a golden generation on a national level but certainly you know individually you have Odegaard. Holland you have Hauga Odegaard uh, Ajer as well who was playing Slot. back for Celtic Sorlot 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 yeah Sorlot scored I think the winner for yeah he scored the winner uh, against Istanbul but actually during the week yeah, uh, he, to win 4-3 he they have a good squad now they might qualify for a World Cup that's the thing qualifying is all you really want them to do qualify for a major tournament it'll be exciting and hopefully Especially they do because they do have 106 teams in the World Cup or whatever yeah exactly that's what I mean um, okay Soccer Cards UK hit us up and said do you think there'll be a massive boom in graded soccer cards in the next five months as everyone has been submitting and do you think it will have a positive or negative impact on the market uh, I, I, I think um, do you want to answer this first? Yeah, I think that a lot of the shit people graded was Prism. So I'm going to expect mm. the continued decline of Prism graded cards when they when they all start to come back. Because again, these would have been submitted at the peak. Um, I think a lot of things people graded were kind of bullshit probably. Like, not bullshit, but you know what I mean? The types of, the, the likes of Prism and, and certain things like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm expecting like more bargains to be had. Um, like I think there's a lot of PSA 9s, PSA 10 modern cards that you can get for cheap, which is exciting. I think Mason Greenwood's Don Ross is under 200 graded at a PSA 9 or 10 now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, especially if you start scoring. So I, I think it's 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 negative if you're holding a lot of graded cards that you want to sell that are uh, modern. It's very positive if you want to start making investments into cards that are graded that could pop off by a young player you're prospecting. So the likes of Mason Greenwood, Joel Felix, uh, Jaden Sancho. You know, there's opportunity and threats there. It depends where you are. Yeah, and I think... Like I, one of the reasons I love graded cards is, like going back to that tops now card with with uh, Haaland and Sancho on it, like I was able to use. Like I lo- I just love when things are graded because it allows you to actually operate a market efficiently. You can say, all right, so here's what a PSA ten of this card is. Here's what a PSA nine of this card is. Here's what a raw should be around. Yeah, it's you know what I mean, like the market. Yeah, whereas without without uh, anything graded, it's just like some people are like this. This was raw and it's twenty euros. Some people are like this same card is raw and it's a hundred and ten euro. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's, if you're holding raw cards that are in great condition, and then you're seeing loads sell for fifty euro when you think it's worth two hundred, then you have to look deeper into it, and you see, oh, the condition of that was absolutely fucked up, and that's why it's that cheap. But when yeah. people are are checking, oh, what did it sell for most recently? They're seeing fifty, and they're not paying attention to the fact that the condition was fucked up, and they're like, I'm yeah. not paying two hundred to you. So graded, you know, graded, graded. Literally, if we were operating as investors and we're operating in a market space, that's why grading is so necessary. Yeah, and I I think. What's going to make a difference is because like, you made a really interesting point there, Enzo, about like a lot of the stuff people would have sent away would have been prism or would have been stuff that was valued. You know, like, for instance, three months ago, everybody was talking about uh, Zidane and Henri cards from the 1990s. That was a huge thing for like a minute. Yeah. And now no one talks about that. And uh, <laughs> it's like it's because we have to, especially in Europe, we have to send away to the states to get graded takes so long there's a huge lag where we want the market efficiency where you can see what the graded card is worth and then you want like up-to-date price information and um, so what we need is a you're going to mention it on every episode until it happens we need a european grading setup so that we can send off and in a couple of months get them back and reduce that lag time so that the market can actually run in, in some sort of an efficient way yeah um should psa recently put up a soccer section on their graded cards and we can thank al for that a lot of people are like oh the new owners did a thing and it's like no 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 that was al for months. al's been in the trenches al's been in the fucking hard. trenches shout out al go check out el ray on twitter or on instagram sorry ben h hit us up on instagram and said will Haaland's lack of good national team and probably not much and I'm, I'm reading all these questions on the fly i don't know them in advance jason i just opening them now uh, will Haaland's lack of national team and probably not much exposure at world cup affect his long-term value of his cards can he become great just by playing in the Premier League and Champions League. Thank you. Assuming he goes to Premier League, I assume. Uh, I know that we basically spoke about this. I didn't know what this question was before I read it. But um, I don't... Yeah, look at Zlatan Ibrahimovic. That's all I'll say. And obviously, he was at a World Cup and he had that exposure. But I'm saying, I think with the expansion of the World Cup, Haaland could well... And the Norwegian team we just spoke about there, he could get to a World Cup. Zlatan never really did much in a World Cup, but Zlatan is Zlatan. So, yeah, I think Haaland is here yeah. to stay. I think I think if you score goals, there's so much like there's so much exposure. Like like Haaland is never going to play for a, a non Champions League team. I mean, at least not in the in the in the next few years of his career. I don't think like so. Um, and and let's face it, club football, the the rise of the super club, like there's a lot of exposure happening. That you know, it, you, like look at Maradona. Everybody talks about Maradona top of the World Cups, um, because that's all you. That's all like you know in the. 70s and 80s and even into the 90s that's when you saw all the best players you saw them in the world cup now you see all the best players in the champions league you know like all, all year essentially so um it's not as like football is not as reliant on the world cup to expose itself uh, as it used to be especially in a global sense i think people from the states have access now to champions league to premier league to bundesliga yeah. much much more better but again yeah part of like i guess a red flag on Alan's cards is like the like like the World Cup is going to be such a big moment when it comes around, especially for the hobby. That you know, if you're not at it and you're not playing, your name just isn't in the mix for those month and a half, two months, which is sad. Yeah. But I don't think like after that, as soon as the the club level kicks off again, you're back at it. And if anything, and this is kind of I guess a roundabout point that you wouldn't think of. You're thinking World Cup in 2022, Haaland doesn't get to the World Cup because he's no uh, Norway don't qualify for the World Cup. Haaland has a summer to rest and rips up the 2022-2023 season like nobody else because everyone else is a bit tired from the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's loads of different things that could happen. Like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see what, ha- what happens. Like, it would be obviously like, if, if Haaland decided to play for England, had decided to play for England, 
and was at yeah. the World Cup with England and was banging in goals or was you know getting dropped for Dominic Calvert Lewin or whoever it was. Uh, or Mason Mount uh, Gareth Southgate's like I'm going to just play Harry Kane up front and I'm going to take away the other forward and drop him back and replace him with Mason Mount um, obviously the exposure will be bigger but like we'll soon find out I suppose with Haaland, I know we talk about Haaland all the time and I understand that we've got two questions now about people yeah. being sceptical over Haaland like you know we're not saying Haaland is the, is the greatest thing since sliced bread but he just happens to be the most prolific goal scorer coming through at a young age and it's getting yeah. very rare to have prolific goal scorers like that because team goals are much more common yeah love it so i hope that's a good answer um brendan will hide hit us up on instagram and said thoughts on ripping old wax boxes for rookies thinking 1990 to 2000 products uh yeah thoughts i mean i i think enzo you can speak to this a little bit more than me but i, I would just say that if you're going to sell singles, you're better off doing it from older sets because people aren't necessarily going to go looking for older sets. In, in meaning the boxes might not rise in price. Yeah, the boxes are taking longer to kind of rise. Um, like the likes of like a Champions Europe box, which obviously is 2005. Um, I bought a few of them. I'm sitting on two two sealed. I opened two um, that were sealed. So I had four. Um, and I got a messy and it looks like it's going to grade at least a nine, if not a ten and yeah it was fun to open it's fun to have all them cards uh, to be honest mm, it, like uh, I don't know like, like I like a box of, 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 of France 98 stickers what would you do I'd probably keep it closed okay and that's what I was thinking if I had like a French league 1992 which I think or 1991 1992 which has the Zidane rookie in it yeah. I wouldn't like you know you don't open those really like if you if you're thinking investment long term, you're good with them. Yeah, just keep them. Just because you can them. always because because the sing if there is a single in there if there is actual sticker in there, then you're you're protecting it by keeping it in the box anyway. Yeah, but it's you're you sell people on the dream like you're kind of it depends if you want to take the risk or not. If you're currently not ready to grade something in an efficient way, I would not open a sealed box of stickers or cards from 1990 or 2000. Yeah. But if you're if you're sending it like if you're gonna send a submission for grading anyway, and you have a like, box, yeah, maybe, maybe, okay, that's a good answer, I think. Yeah, Turner at um, Los Angeles soccer soccer cards, and let me see what this says. Uh, kind of an odd question for the show, but I found myself wondering this day to you both: Do you find that being active in the hobby of a card collecting has helped increase your enjoyment of football? Kind of broad and abstract question. Just something I've been thinking about. No worries if it's skipped in favor of specific stuff. Um, so, has card helped me enjoy football more? I mean, I think uh, my own personal answer is, I think as I, I, as I hope people could tell um, from, when, from when we started this podcast, I've been in it anyway, like deep in the football. You know, if anything... Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I personally haven't found much of a difference in how much I enjoy the football. Uh, I do enjoy, um, obviously, matches that I have, if I have a collect, like, a, like if I have a player and I have a few of his cards and he scores or he does something, like, that increases my involvement in the match. Or, like, if I'm watching Chelsea, I have a team of Werner, a couple of team of Werner rookies. I'm like, oh, go on, fucking team. I'll stop missing one open goal per game. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that doesn't enhance my enjoyment. But in terms of, like, how much I'm overall paying attention like i would know who parasurance is even if i wasn't collecting cards 
Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I I've I've enjoyed it, like, cause I I have so many cards and I I'm a, I like to sell, I like to sell them when I can. Like, if they're not like the people I think of long term holes, so like Diego Jota, his start of the season, I wouldn't have enjoyed in the same way if I didn't have his cards and then that's sold true. Them. Yeah. So I, and yeah, there's stuff like that. Like across the board, there's a lot of players I'm looking at, like Yusufu Mukoku. If he starts doing great, I'm going to be very very happy. So it it is enjoying like it's expanding my interest in football beyond what it was even though i was always same as you i was always kind of broad and took it all in but like now it means a lot more to me if dortmund have a young boy coming through and scoring goals than it would have like i was like keeping an eye on is he getting subbed on in champions league would he get subbed on whereas i would have never done that and that doesn't necessarily mean i'm enjoying it more but i am definitely engaging a little bit more it's added new factors to it and i haven't um haven't gambled on football in in ever since i've been in the hobby it's like it's, it's kind of it has kind of filled in that kind of void of wanting to put a bet on i'm like i'm already i'm getting that you're, you're invested yeah i'm invested already and in a more fun way i would say and i would just say as well like for me um one of the things like yeah no definitely cards like having have enhanced my enjoyment of it and um, it's just fun to kind of like be in the same way it's fun like to be in a fantasy thing or like to be in a last man standing competition or whatever it is um yeah and cards cards i i've definitely loved being involved in cards and i i've like you know i'm a collector now i guess uh <laughs> so that's enjoyable i would also just say from a personal point of view that one of the things i'm really grateful for um is this show and doing the podcast and i appreciate that the opportunity to uh to engage with football on that level you know it, like it is like it has definitely enhanced my how would i say this I'm, uh, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to try to think deeply about more, think more deeply about football because we have to do a show every week. You know, like I'm not <laughs> just like, like if I'm watching a match or something, I'm trying to stay engaged with it. I'm not as like not looking at my phone as much during matches, or I'm not like, as reading. Or I'm not as passive. I'm I'm into it because I I do want to be able to not just come on here and you say the same old shit every week. I mean, I know mostly we just talk about Haaland's good. There should be a European grading company and you know and these are say, fundamental so, truths that we cannot get away from though no we, we essentially just do the same show every week people like it but we do try and add in <laughs> I, I would say like one two or maximum three original thoughts on each episode um, and then the rest of it's just kind of catchphrases and stuff <laughs> i don't know if i agree with that but i like, Reme- it. I what, like we, it. what did we say in the last episode uh barely remembering old tweets yeah fair um <laughs> Gordon, our last question of the day, Jason, before I get to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I completely forgot it's, you were in the office, yeah. Yeah, no, it's lunchtime and I'm hungry, but it's fine. Mm. Um, Gordon O'Brien on Instagram said, do we think people will move to lower graded cards rather than buying raw cards in the next, you know, year or so? I think, yeah. Well, can I, can I, can I chime in? It yeah. depends yeah. how low, like... Some people will buy a raw card in the hopes of it being a PSA 10 or PSA uh, 9. But I do see a scenario where for non-modern cards, um, people are buying PSA 8s, PSA 7s, PSA 6s rather than raw if they can get their hands on it. Like I was, there was a there was a BGS 6.5 uh, Messi Rookie, the, the, the Mega Crack 72 bis. And it literally, all of its subgrades were 9.5 except for its corners. And it had just like one fucked up corner like one bent corner a little bit and i was like i think i think the bidding is at like one and a half grand and mm. i was like yeah i i i would buy that card because like, it is about buying the card not the grade you know what i mean like 
three like it's centering its surface and its fucking edges are 9.5 it has one bandy yeah. corner i fucking like that shit i like I, I wouldn't spend one and a half grand right now i mean i would but what i'm saying is like long term as well it's worthwhile it looks beautiful and you could probably crack it put it to psa and you might get a psa 7 and suddenly it's looking a lot better yeah i we, we talked about this before about buying lower grades of of legends modern legends and and vintage as well um i think if we take gordon's question to mean like would people buy a modern card at a lower grade um i don't know i think if it's a modern card especially if it's a new card like you know printed in the last like five years say i i personally would buy raw or eights nines and tens yeah um because and like and again that's probably a short-sighted thing but unless you have a short like I, it comes down to print run again i think because lower grades have more value in a limited print run card yeah if you can't get your hands on a card or if you've been priced out of it because it's so old and so desirable lower lower grades are the way to go like i, I actually feel i fucked up when i first started the hobby i avoided a lot of raw messies that were like a little bit fucked up yeah like not in a massive like always oh that corner looks bad stay away from that and now it's like oh shit <laughs> That yeah, that would have been that, that, would, that would have been like a, a six point five. PSA eight. Been, no, yeah, no, yeah. that could have been a PSA eight. Like the corner wasn't that bad, you know what I mean? But it yeah. wasn't. I was like, oh, that's not a nine or a ten. Fuck that. But it's like, hold on a minute. That could have been an eight, and that's now it's twenty grand or some shit. Yeah, I think that'll always be a market for raw. And I mean, I've I've heard of collectors who don't even grade, like in Europe. But like collectors just say, I don't grade. I just buy cards that are in good condition, and I keep them. But they're they're collectors, like you know, or like like this. Look, let's look at this uh, Hal and Sancho tops now that I bought. Like I haven't got it yet. I'm waiting on it. But like, if I couldn't, I I couldn't afford the nine or the ten. Yeah. Um. So if it had been a if there had been a PSA seven available, would I have bought that or would I have bought the raw? Like let's say okay, let's say the PSA seven was. So let's what the cheapest for me here the cheapest. Nine point five or, or ten. More. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna buy. I just buy the raw. Because you feel like there's a chance that it is better yeah because like what is yeah because i know the grade of the seven yeah. i don't know the grade of the one i'm getting and i know especially if i know that there's like like for instance there's 490 in a discard printed i think there's maybe three bgs 9.5s and five psa 10s but there's only 419 cards printed that tells me that this card is printed well yeah it tells me the quality in this card in general is quite high so i'm gonna buy it because i think the card whereas if you have a shitty sticker from 15 years ago and there's three BGS 9.5s and five PSA 10s. There's thousands of the stickers printed. Most of them are in albums or, or in the bin somewhere. So you got to relate the population reports to the print run, to the age, to the player. There's a whole matrix we have to build out. <laughs> you know, I agree with it. Listen, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I think modern, I would not buy a low grade unless i just wanted it for myself but even then you want something that's nice like modern it's, it'll be easy to buy a raw card that's actually in great condition yeah and also like i'd love like like you know you get those little little card holders like that you can sit the card in like on a display thing yeah like if you get one of them you get a card that's in excellent like because can, can i tell from across the room if a card is in excellent near mint or mint probably not from across the room but i can see that i know it's a if i say it's a psa slab i can see if it's a six so now I'm looking, yeah. and every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, look, a six. Oh, no. Could be, <laughs> could be a ten. But if I don't if I don't look... So if it's for the personal collection, why not have it raw? Like, why buy a low grade? For for flipping, if you believe it's a long-term prospect, then eventually the money will filter down to the lower grades. 
But if it's just for general trading, I don't really see the benefit in buying a lower grade of a modern card over a... And if you disagree, yeah. send us in a letter and tell us why, because it's an interesting discussion and we ultimately do not know. Yeah, I love it. That's that's us for the for the for the show, Jason. I will say, like me, me myself and yourself, have been working on a lot. Like I'm a bit frustrated because we worked on a lot behind the scenes, but nothing has actually come to the forefront yet. Yeah, we're working for hard. people to see. But there's a lot going on in the background, and I'm excited for like that work to kind of. I don't want to say be executed because we are executing right now, but I'm excited for people to see what what's happening in the, in the background. We're working on that a little sense. project. Uh, the podcast that we're still going to do the podcast. We're working on a little project. Uh, to um, add to the Soccer Cards United uh, platform. And so, yeah, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff at Soccer Cards United uh, to ensure that you find out whenever there is an update. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, please go and follow us on Instagram because we're almost at 1,000 followers and it would just make Enzo's day if we could get to 1,000 <laughs> followers on both platforms. Four figures? Oh, oh. that's all I want. Yeah. Um, that's a good Christmas present for you, Enzo. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just buy fifty Instagram bots and get them to follow You're you. You're too nice. Yeah, You're I, I'll, nice consider it, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. That can be my <laughs> secret Santa gift to you. Anyway, uh, this has been Postcard United for episode nineteen of Soccer Cards United. Do send us in your questions, your responses to any of the answers we gave. Um, disclaimer: We're just a couple of schmucks. Uh, anyway, Enzo, enjoy the rest of your day at work. You're going on lunch now. Maybe I'm hungry. Oh, it's tough work, isn't it? You come in, you do a po- you come in at <laughs> half eleven, you do a podcast, and then you go have lunch. Oh, I'm <laughs> Did you tell us a few weeks ago you got a raise? Yeah, well, <laughs> you're working hard. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have a, a a very hard Christmas, I think, or maybe just the new year will be difficult if things get delayed. So I'm gonna use my bandwidth while I have it. Okay, I, I until you I, get fired, and then we can. Oh, the dream the dream the dream um anyway in the meantime we'll see you on thursday for episode 20 my god of soccer cars united bye enzo bye jason